Thank you for joining us today for another installment of Fortifying Your Faith. My name is Hasten Hanley, and I'm glad you could join us today as we are discussing a topic that is very needed and one that I think many people need to consider or at least reconsider. As we study today Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, as the Hebrew writer says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, we will discuss the very need and the importance of coming together in person for worship and worship to God. Because you see, there's so many aspects of worship that are so important, so vital to our lives as Christians. Because right before this, the very idea that's being said by the Hebrew writer is how is it that we are to provoke one another to love and good works? Well, as he continues his thought, he says, by not forsaking the assembling. I want us to consider that for just a moment, as I believe this passage has been quoted more in the past two years than it ever has been before, or at least in my lifetime. And yet there have been many people who, in my opinion, have sought to redefine the words as well as the meaning of this passage. And as we discuss it today, I want us to consider, now that it seems that the number of COVID cases are dropping, now that it seems that life is going back to at least a new normal, how we as Christians should react to this passage. What's our duty? What is it that we as Christians ought to do as we view this very idea of living as a Christian and how we ought to worship acceptably to God. Let's begin by just simply considering some of these words as we have four distinct sections, at least, that I would like to look at. I want us to consider the very idea of forsaking. What does that mean? Well, we don't use it too terribly often today, but we do use something like abandoning, leaving behind that idea of taking something and turning your back to it because you no longer need it. You've outgrown it. You've turned away from it. Like a bad habit, you've kicked it to the curb. The very idea, and the Greek word of this even, is enkatelepo. The very idea of abandoning leaving behind. In fact, we find this word mentioned several times throughout the New Testament, and even given an example previously in the Old Testament. But I want us to consider some good things about forsaking. We find passages like 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 9, as Paul says, we are persecuted but not forsaken. Though we endure hardship, God has not turned his back nor forgotten us. Hebrews 13 and verse 5. The end of that verse mentions that God will never leave us nor forsake us. He's not going to turn his back on us. He's not going to forget us. But 
we can go to 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10, and we can understand the very negative connotation of forsaking. Because here he says, Demoth hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. The very idea is turning your back, leaving something behind, turning away from it. Determining that you are not going to do this because you don't want to, you don't see fit to, or anything else. Brethren, I want to say, when we begin forsaking the assembling, when we begin forsaking the very commandments of God to assemble, to worship, then we are turning our backs on God and His commandments, period. And thus making our own thoughts and our own ideas higher than the very commandments of God, seemingly putting ourselves above God. And when we begin to do that, we begin to come into a direct confrontation and a direct opposition to passages like Exodus chapter 20 and verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, Anything we set before God becomes a little g-god. It becomes an idol. It becomes something that we view as more important than God. And so when we begin forsaking the commandments, forsaking the assembling, forsaking anything, we begin putting self, putting desire higher than God. Well, it's been a long day at work. So I just won't go to Wednesday night Bible study. Well, it's been a long week, so I think I deserve a day off and the day that I am able to sleep in, and so I'm just not going to make it to Sunday morning Bible study. Well, I've had a lot to do this afternoon, and so I'm just not going to make it to Sunday evening worship. So, what is that? In simple biblical terms, that's forsaking, that's turning your back, that is leaving behind or abandoning the very idea of assembling ourselves together. And this passage is not just talking about Sunday morning worship. This is talking about the coming together and the encouraging and building up of one another. Yes, that happens on Sunday mornings, but it also happens on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. It happens at youth devotionals, and it happens at fellowship meals. Don't forsake the assembling of the saints. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But exhort one another. Build up, strengthen. That's the very idea that this podcast is named after, fortifying it. Build up, strengthen. Embrace even the weak, difficult spots. But that's... Just the first two words, not forsaking the assembling. What's the assembling? The Greek word here is episynagoge, or the act of being together or assembled. Well, you might say, what is assembling? Dictionary.com defines it as gathered together in one place for a common purpose. Or even Strong's Concordance, says Episynagoge is a complete collection, 
specifically a Christian meeting for worship. When we consider all of these words together, and especially that word assembling, we come to the very idea that to encourage and to build up one another truly, we have to be together. You find passages like Acts chapter 20 and verse 6. When the disciples came together on the first day of the week, they had assembled together. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 17 through 20. Even though the Corinthians had the wrong attitude about partaking of the Lord's Supper, they still came together to partake of the Lord's Supper on the first day of the week. Brethren, I'm afraid that we have stretched the meaning of the word assembling to an extent that it is no longer the word assembling. Things like live streams, things like recorded YouTube videos, though sometimes they've been a necessary evil, though sometimes they can be used wonderfully for just personal study, it should never take the place of the worship service. It should never take place of the assembling, but rather something that we can do personally. As someone who has done online media, such as YouTube and this podcast, I can tell you, I might be encouraging and building you up, but I truly hardly ever get encouraged and exhorted and strengthened by listening to my own material. Or even if we were to go to the other side of the spectrum, if we were just sitting at home, not assembling ourselves together, but rather convincing ourselves that this is what is right, and watching live streams, watching things personally at home rather than assembling for worship. When we consider encouraging one another or strengthening one another, we cannot do that. Period. Because though you might be singing at home, you're doing nothing for the people on the other side actually assembling. A live stream is only one-way media. You can receive it, but you truly cannot strengthen or encourage those around you. When we consider the very idea of not forsaking the assembling, what is that? not turning your back on the gathering together of Christians. Period. We get so wrapped up in the wording of this. Well, when you say forsaking, I I just miss every now and then. I just miss one worship, or I just miss one Bible study. You know, I'm always there on Sunday morning for Bible class, but... I just never show up on Wednesday evening. Or, better yet, I show up on Sunday morning and that should be enough. Brethren, that's the very idea and the mindset of forsaking the assembling. As we continue, the verse continues itself because even the Hebrew writer, even some time ago, back in the 60s of the first century, says, as the manner of some is. It had become the custom or the habit of some people to forsake the assembling. Why? They were being persecuted. They had turned away. They had decided that they were not going to follow after 
Christianity. They were going to turn back to Judaism. They were going to turn away from God because they were afraid of dying. We go back to 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11. Not for, uh, rather, uh, for Demas, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Being afraid of losing this present world, he turned away from God, he turned away from Paul, he turned away from everything because of that love. Brethren, at this time that this was being written or stated, however it was delivered, guess what? People were turning away from Christianity because they were literally dying for the cause. And people decided that they were not going to do this, so they turned away. How different is it today that people are afraid to lose their own free time? So they refuse to assemble. They're afraid that they're going to be too tired or get to bed too late. Brethren, I can tell you right now, our worship service on, uh, on Sunday morning starts at 10.30. By that time, most people during the work week have already been awake and been at work for at least an hour and a half, maybe even two hours and a half. Well, what about Sunday evening, 5 p.m.? Normally, if you were working, you would just be getting home at that time. And so why is it that it's so difficult for people on a Sunday to gather together again for another hour that's it. Wednesday evening, sure, it's at 7 p.m., but guess what? One hour, that's all it takes to set aside for the brethren, set aside for the body of Christ, not only to be strengthened, but to strengthen and encourage. Don't forsake it, and don't let it become a habit or a custom. It takes 21 days or three weeks to make something a habit. It takes 21 days or three weeks to break a habit. It's a habit to not worship, and it's a habit to worship. In the mindset of many people, getting back into the flow and getting used to worshiping in person is a problem. Because it never should have been broken to begin with. But you see the very heart of gathering together, because this passage is talking about more than just worship. Why is it that we gather together in accordance, or as the example of those in the first century, at the end of Acts chapter 2? Verses uh, 43 and following talks about how they came together to spend time with one another daily. Why is it that we forget about that? Why is it that we would even want to do that? Well, the heart of the matter is found in this very next statement, but exhorting one another, encouraging, building up. Parakaleo, or to call near, to beseech, to call for, to comfort, desire, or exhort, to build up, to comfort. We as Christians should be spending our time together because we are all on the same boat. We are Christians 
We are the called out of the world. We are the ecclesia. We are the body of Christ. And yet we have to live around the world every day. And yet, it's so encouraging. It's so much of an exhortation to spend time with Christians, to be around Christians, and to encourage Christians. That very idea of exhorting, the dictionary defines it as strongly encouraging or urging to do something. What is it that we as Christians ought to urge to do? Go back to Acts, or rather Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24, provoking one another to what? Love and good works. That's the very thing that we are to exhort one another in that very same idea. How is it that we as Christians have moved so far away from exhorting one another in the assembling of ourselves together? Attendance numbers around at least the United States have steadily been dropping. Why? Because so few people have placed the importance of assembling ourselves together. So many people have decided that they are going to, in my opinion, worship selfishly through live streams. Because so many people have said it is so easy to sit at home in my pajamas, on my comfortable couch with my coffee and worship God on Sunday morning. Brethren, that's forsaking the assembling point blank. That is, without a doubt, one of the most selfish things I have ever heard. Because you think you can do it better your way. Brethren, that should never, ever be the case. The very idea of, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, the destruction of Jerusalem was still around the corner. They had all the signs that Jesus prophesied about of the destruction of Jerusalem. He was writing to Christians who were Hebrews, who were Jews, by descendancy. People who lived around Jerusalem, no doubt. And the very fact of the matter is, as he was saying, encourage one another because one day, not too long from now, Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. Brethren, one day, I'm here to stand up and to say, the Lord is going to come back. We won't have signs. We won't be able to see the day approaching. But that means all the same, we need to be encouraging and exhorting and assembling ourselves all the more, all the time. We don't have signs of the ends of the time like many people believe. COVID-19 is not the first sign of the apocalypse, nor is it the first sign of the Lord coming back, because the Lord's going to come back as a thief in the night. In the blink of an eye, without any signs, without anything warning people of anything ahead of time. So, I want us to think for just a moment. How is it that we can fulfill this, pro uh, fulfill this passage? Attend worship. Attend Bible study. Attend every opportunity that you have to encourage one another. Youth devotionals, congregational devotionals, uh, things like fall festivals. 
get-togethers in general. And so as we consider all of this, and as we think about this passage, I encourage you, truthfully and honestly, consider what this passage means to you, because I am so terribly afraid it means so many things to so many people, when it can only truly mean just one. Don't turn your back on the assembling of the saints. Don't get in the habit of forsaking the assembling, but exhort one another. Build up one another through that wonderful avenue of fellowship and encouraging and attending. So I hope this study has been helpful and important to you, and I hope that you will tune back in next time as we begin studying another passage. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.